0: I don't want to see the Smurfs in New York City. Nobody does. It's the Disney Channel original movie, Halloween Town, this week on Why Boo You Know That.
1: Welcome to Why Boo You Know That. The super spooky Ooh. Halloween edition of Why Do You Know That? The party podcast that wants to know why you know so much about a very specific topic. I'm Nadia Osman. I'm Steve Slaga. Hi, Steve.
0: Hi, Nadia.
1: We're doing it again. We're kicking off October. Uh, we're recording this earlier than October, but we are kicking off a wonderful new set of Halloween. Why do you know that's spooky, scary related stuff? the whole the whole shebang, how are you feeling about Halloween this year, Steve?
0: Um fine, I mean <laughs> it's Halloween season,
1: yes, it's the season. It's not we're we're getting it comes earlier every year, you know, yeah, every year you start looking in and it's June, and I know they say that about Christmas, but I really think that autumnal anything shows up way sooner than. Perhaps. Uh, oh, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I feel Starbucks likes to get the pumpkin spice out in like September.
1: Yes. Even earlier,
0: like mid-August. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. Um, oh, they had that. They had that apple crisp one back in August also.
1: Yes. <laughs> apple crisp macchiato, um, which is just like a big old apple pie because coffee is just sugar now. Um.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Not to, not to, uh, That makes me sound like I was born in 1900. <laughs> no, no. I remember when like, coffee
0: no. was a nickel. And- yeah, no. <laughs> if that you, I know the trope you're afraid of sounding like, and it's the why can't I just get a cup of coffee? Like yes, whatever, yeah, yeah. just a plain old cup of coffee. But yeah, no, no, it, you're right. Like <laughs> Starbucks is fully, fully. Giving milkshakes to children in the morning.
1: <laughs> yes, I think that's what it is. It's not I don't have an issue. With Starbucks. Starbucks is one of the few. OK, I'm not. Let me back that up. Yeah, there are lots of basic bitch things I like. But Starbucks is one of the ones that I will cop to. I don't mind it. I don't like love it. I don't stand it. But I'm not going to be like, hey, get out of here. Go shoe, Get away. Um, Especially when one says like traveling and, you you know, like, OK, I can get a cup of coffee that isn't going to taste like just like weird hot bean water, um, like at some places. And the thing is, though, I look at Starbucks and I'm just like, you are just selling giant milkshakes to children most of the time. And I I just don't I don't entirely. Listen, when I say I don't get it, of course, I get why it's giant milkshakes for children that happen to have a lot of caffeine in them. Of course, kids are going to want to drink that. On the other hand, I'm like, what? Why? Why would you let a kid drink that? And I don't well, know everybody's circumstances. So I, I, I'm i not trying to, like, judge somebody's parenting. It's just more well, like I w-
0: I will you know. judge somebody's <laughs> parenting because. It's first of all, a lot and a lot of times what you'll see the kids get is a Frappuccino. And a lot of times Frappuccino doesn't even have coffee in it anymore. It's like strawberry or something like that. And then you're Mm -hmm. wondering, so you've taken out the caffeine and coffee element of what you would even go to a Starbucks for. Not that kids should have caffeine or coffee, but like now you're not even getting like that's Why are you? Why are you at Starbucks not getting coffee? like I, oh, Never mind, I'm over it. I'm over it. Over <laughs>
1: over
0: it. I don't you know what? More.
1: You know what else kids love?
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> movies.
1: <laughs> Being a secret witch.
0: Oh, they do love that.
1: Gonna get that's the second alert going off. Let me bring in our amazing guest. She is the co-host of the podcast Inside the Disney Vault and. Also runs a podcast, You've Got Hanks. Please welcome Rachel Chapman. Hey. Hi.
0: Hi. Hey.
2: How's it going? <laughs> How are you doing? We're
0: good.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm, I remember that Apple Chris Macchia.
0: <laughs> right? Like it was yesterday. <laughs>
2: So good. Yeah. Uh yeah,
1: delicious. <laughs> delicious, refreshing to the talk. Did you uh Rachel when you were a kid, do you feel like your parents would have just willingly gotten you a frappuccino?
2: Um I remember getting not as a kid. I feel like there was like a moment in high school when I was like, ooh, frappuccinos, you mm-hmm. know? Cuz that was like the cool like you were like, oh, I'm having coffee but you really weren't. Mhm. Oh yeah. yeah. Because I always yeah.
1: got the Java chip one. Ooh. <laughs> so like coffee chocolate. Yeah. Kind of thing. Chocolate, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah.
0: Java I, chip? Yeah. What's Java the chip?
2: chip. It's chocolate chips.
0: Oh, why it's, isn't it wouldn't that be mocha? Uh, What's the yeah. difference between a mocha and a <laughs> okay. Java chip?
2: So the Mocha one, so it's the Java chip is basically a mocha. OK, but they put like little bits of Java chip in them because I'm someone who
0: is
2: a little crunchy, you know?
0: Oh, floaties. Mm -hmm. I like. Okay, I like the sound of that. Okay, you sold me. You sold me. I didn't mean to call you out. I was just that was that was a curious question.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I do wonder if um, there's like some merit to I know Starbucks has like a secret. A lot of places have secret menus. I wonder if there's some merit to being like, hi, can you give me the thing that like a child would love the most and just seeing what the barista comes up with? Like, is it a secret menu item? Is it like we're just going to put in all the sugared flavors all together? Is there one where it's like or or, or is it just like children love plain taste? They're like, I want vanilla. Yeah. Like, is it that?
2: I've seen a lot of kids order the vanilla bean frappuccino. That's yeah. like the go-to. But also, I've seen on TikTok where kids will go to Starbucks and be like, "Make me something that you think like." They'll be like, "Make a drink that Taylor Swift would love." And then like, yeah, and they the barista- and
0: they do it. The baristas do it. <laughs> they don't just <laughs> throw hot coffee in their face.
2: Yeah, sometimes they do. But I've seen a funny video where someone was like. Um, can you just order something off the menu?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you blame them? That just feels so like, um, do this for me. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So
1: (laughs) bitchy, right? Who are these bratty children? I don't know. (laughs) Jesse. I I know who they're not. They're not Marnie Piper. Yeah. (laughs) And. (laughs) Be do, be be that was
0: that deserves another that deserves a seg alert of its own.
1: Yeah. that's be be do. All Thank right. You. So today we're going to be talking about the film. The Disney Channel original classic Halloween Town made yeah. in 1998. Directed by Duane Dunham, the first of the Halloween Town series, which has Debbie Reynolds, Kimberly J. Brown and Judith Hogue. Uh, and it's the fourth disney channel original movie period apparently um i forget what the first three were uh rachel oh
2: um brink uh-huh um (laughs) and this um that's it that's
1: all and another one yeah Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so halloween town rachel why do you know that
2: why because i grew up with the disney channel And, um, I've seen all the Halloween towns. I, I'm a Halloween person. Is that a thing? I'm Mm -hmm. a Halloween person. And so I get very excited every year. Uh, and I watch all of the Halloween movies and Halloween town is one of those.
1: How many times would you say you've seen Halloween town?
2: Oh gosh. Over a hundred times,
1: oh wow, okay, so you know this thing inside and out,
2: maybe
1: <laughs> <laughs> Steve, have you seen Halloween town before
0: um yeah, i know vague <laughs> vague memories of things, vague memories of like uh what debbie reynolds on a on a broom yeah, um And that mean guy, uh, spoiler alert, the guy that gets like has a handsome spell on him and then like becomes like a troll at the end kind of. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember it.
1: Okay, all right. Um, I I don't know that I've seen it all the way through. I know I've seen like clips of it. And I like in rewatching some clips and stuff for the episode, I was like, oh, I know this, but then I was like, "Am I just mix. I don't know if you guys have this, but like, as you get older, your brain just starts mixing everything into one big pop culture soup. And you're just like, oh, wait, am I getting this mixed up with uh, say Hocus Pocus or something else? Or like, am I getting this with some other witch situation? Sabrina, like for me?
0: Yeah. You probably have the same issue I did. I was like, wait, is that the RL Stein? But I was thinking of mostly ghostly. So, um. I, yeah, they, they mold they, it all. It becomes a thick stew.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yummy.
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> a thick, meaty stew that lives in our brains that is of use to no one. Um, yeah. So let's let's get into it a little bit. Why don't you give us just a general overview? Like aliens have come down from Earth. Rachel, and they have no idea what this is or what Halloween Town is about. Can you help them out? Can you explain what happens?
2: Okay. So the Cromwell family. (laughs) Um, So it starts with Marnie Piper, who loves Halloween, but her mom won't celebrate Halloween because whatever. And Halloween is cool. That's what she says. Um, and then their grandma comes to town. But she only comes to town on Halloween. Weird. And their grandma is Debbie Reynolds. And uh, she's uh, got this cool bag. And she's like, wah, 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 wah. And then Marnie over here is her mom and her grandma talking about how Marnie is a witch. And she will lose her powers if she doesn't practice becoming a witch. That's when Marnie and her brother sneak off to Halloween Town. But their little sister tags along, too. And then they're in Halloween Town. But something's going on in Halloween Town. There's, like, a darkness. People are turning evil. And so they try to figure it out. And they need to turn on this talisman that's Merlin's. But they need to collect the ingredients. But then their mom comes to town. And then they're trying to leave. But then they go into this movie theater. And Calabar is there. Well, we don't know it's Calabar yet. But anyway, <laughs> so that he's, like... uh he then he like freezes the mom and the grandma so then the kids have to collect all the ingredients and make the talisman light up and then so they collect the ingredients and then oh and then there's also the troll boy who's handsome now um and he's like kind of like the bad guys, like sidekick kind of thing. And then uh, they make the talisman glow and then they go to put it in the pumpkin in the center of town. And then they realize that the mayor, Calabar, is the evil guy and he's trying to make everyone in Halloween Town look evil so they can go scare the real world because Halloween Town and the real world don't mix or whatever. Because people are afraid of them, I don't know. Anyway, so then they they use their powers together and they defeat Calabar, and that's um, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um. So- they do a good job. Do a absolutely
1: aliens. a wonderful plot review. Um. Yeah. As you were talking, there's some stuff that stuck out to me, and I mean, obviously, we're gonna get into a bunch of this stuff. We're doing real yeah. deep dive here, but the first thing is that like. Number one, if you're if you have a relative that is only visiting during one specific holiday and that holiday is not the quote unquote holidays, meaning you don't you see them only at Halloween, wouldn't that raise a few questions when you are much younger? Like, I can imagine being six years old and going, why doesn't grandma come to visit on my birthday or whatever? Like, clearly grandma can get there. It's not like grandma's infirm and you need to go visit her because she's, you know, uh, in assisted living or something like that. It's like "Eh, Debbie Reynolds can get around. All right. Uh, Yeah.
0: Grandma is fine. She is moving. She's room riding.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, It just brings up a lot of questions. I just want to see what you guys think.
2: Uh, well, clearly it seems like mom and grandma are not getting along. So, of course, she would only come once a year, right? Because they Mm -hmm. always fight when they show up. Um, and I guess not Christmas, because in my head, I'd be like, oh, well, maybe Christmas is just too expensive to fly out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's true, though. That's true. If grandma's, like, planning ahead and she looks at, like, April, And she plans six months ahead. It's going to be cheaper to fly somewhere in October than it is around Thanksgiving or Christmas time.
2: Yeah. And it seems like grandma really likes Halloween because she brings candy and costumes and stuff. So maybe that's her favorite holiday.
1: True. True.
2: Oh, that's just grandma's favorite holiday. And she only comes once a year because she's got a strange relationship with mom.
1: Yeah, that's the second thing. It's like right off the bat, they've got a weird relationship, and obviously, we realize that uh, Aggie and Gwen. Aggie is Demi Reynolds, and uh, Gwen Judith Ho. I
0: don't like that name. Which what? one, Aggie? Aggie. I've just oh, never liked Aggie. Aggie
1: as a name. Like it's
0: it sounds yeah, like it just it doesn't. It sounds it sounds like nasty to say Aggie. Like it's just it's an aggressive. I don't know. It's a hard <laughs> A with I don't know.
2: All the Agathas it's, listening, yeah. are
0: like, oh, so, well, Agathas <laughs> are fine. I just don't okay. like Aggie. Aggie, okay.
2: Do you like that it was
1: Agatha all along? I,
0: I did until like we needed to really cover, it, like, until we really needed to run that into the ground.
1: Yeah, okay, that's um,
0: Then again, it was on my running playlist and probably still is, so I can't really <laughs> complain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to I'll be the only one who likes it.
1: Uh, uh, Agatha is a very witchy name. You know, it does kind of feel like a standard name as far as uh, in fiction and witches go. Am I wrong here? Like, it's yeah. kind of like naming a cat in a book mittens or something like that. Like, it just feels kind of like a first draft name. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, what other nickname for Agatha is there? Other than Aggie.
1: Uh, Ags. Gatha.
2: <laughs> Agag. Ag. Egg egg, egg egg. Um, uh, I like I like ag, egg ag, eggs. I like eggs. Eggs,
1: <laughs> eggs, A G S. Yeah. Hey, eggs. It's a, egg. that, that sounds like an Agathos like lived in Boston too long. Yeah.
0: Or I say- also feel like ags kind of sounds like hags and like witches probably wouldn't want to like have a name that sounds like hag. That's um, true. Or maybe that's they fair. do. Maybe they own it. Maybe they I don't you know who might have say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This could be a whole thing where we are actually treading on really foul territory right now. And like that's their word. And we're not yeah. supposed yeah. to say that. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah the the kids really love apologies loves-
0: to all you <laughs> hags out there
1: <laughs> and honestly all you aggies and Agassiz. but i'm apologizing so. for steve he's not mad yeah, at I don't, you it's i just don't your apologize
0: name. i don't like the way your name sounds some <laughs> people might not like the way my name sounds like some people might not like me that's okay Aww. i don't like the name aggie
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, and he's sticking to it folks
0: um, Although you know what, I'm sorry, and we can continue with the discussion. I know I said I don't like the name Aggie, but I just thought of it with my last name, and Aggie Slaga sounds great. So <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm maybe I can turn around on Aggie because I do like it with my last name.
1: Okay, yeah. so maybe it's Whoa. a pairing.
0: Could be, yeah. It's got yeah. a flow to it.
2: Also, spoiler alert for the fourth movie: Agatha is not her first name it's glendora i think
0: <laughs> oh
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Steve doesn't know what to make
2: of that
0: um w- is that know. when is that is that revealed in the first halloween town
2: that's in the fourth one return oh to we halloween.
0: get all the way to the fourth yeah, yeah. um i feel like glendora isn't that like the name of the mom on bewitched I, that's probably like a uh oh a, a reference a, a reference yeah an homage.
1: Um, thank you. What I'm more concerned about is the fact that uh, Agatha and Gwen are both secretly witches, but Gwen is like, I want to be normal. I mean, it's a very relatable thing. But also, if you are a witch and your mom's a witch, it just kind of feels like why, not why go down the mortal route, but rather what happened in their youth that made it so that, Uh, Gwen wanted to rebel so much. She fell
2: in love with a human.
1: And you think that it's just it's just as simple as that. It's just I want to fall in love with a human and I don't want them to know I'm a witch.
2: Yeah, well, I think it was they were like, well, I'm choosing to live in the mortal realm for Mm -hmm. my human husband. And I can't they can't be a witch here in the mortal realm. Yeah. So we are human now.
0: Yeah. And probably easier, you know, rather than trying to compartmentalize and be like, sometimes I'm a witch, sometimes I'm human. It's probably easier to just be like, you know what? I write off being a witch. I'm just, I I hate it. It has nothing to do with me. Kind of like when, um, like, you know, the trope of like telling like a dog you love, like beat it, get out of here. I don't want you anymore. And you have to like kind of, you know lie you're like she has to lie to herself and be like i don't want to be a witch cuz it's just easier than you know yeah having to live both lives yeah i f- i feel her
1: yeah I-, I think the thing that bumps for me is that marnie is to be raised as a mortal and not a witch. And Aggie just doesn't get why her daughter wants to live without magic and wants to train her granddaughter before she turns 13, at which point without the training, she loses powers. Correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, why? I don't know. To me, it feels short sighted as a parent. Again, I'm not a parent, so I can't totally judge. But I would like to think that if I were to ever have children, I would want them to have as much access to as many things as possible. And one of those things may happen to be witchcraft and that they get to choose, like just give them the option. Yeah. Like if they want to pursue the witchcraft, great. And if they don't, if they learn it, okay, cool. Now, Now it's something they can write about on their college application essays. You know, like the year I tried to learn witchcraft and decide it wasn't for me. And what it <laughs> taught me was uh perseverance is cool or some shit. You know, like it gives them it just gives them options. I don't know, it feels short-sighted. That's all.
2: Yeah. Um, I well, I mean, that's discussed in the movie. She's like, What? I want the choice, mom mm-hmm. to decide if I want to be a witch. Um mm-hmm. But also, what was this thing? I feel like if someone revealed that they were a witch nowadays, everyone would be really cool with it, yeah. right? Yeah. But in the nineties, there was like this weird thing where like we couldn't we couldn't reveal our witches. Mm. But there was also yeah. Sabrina on air. Like witches were cool, but we were warming up to the idea of witches. And nowadays, we're like, I love witches. <laughs> That's yeah, true. Ha- I, I Halloween Town
0: really at paved you know, Halloween Town crawled. Yeah. So Netflix, Sabrina could run.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I may be looking at this three two uh, a 2021 lens, meaning I am forgetting that in the late 90s, people were not as accepting of witches and witchcraft and that it was like we were just tiptoeing into those waters yeah. as far as pop culture stuff goes. So you bring up an excellent point, Rachel.
2: Witches uh, can be cool. <laughs> Um, also,
1: there's this weird thing where it's like, daughter, I need your help. You know, Halloween town, that place where (laughs) we all live, folks are just disappearing. Can you help out? It feels like I I don't know. Maybe it's just like a you're my last chance kind of thing. Um, It just feels like if your daughter is so like anti witch you might be going like, "Eh, let me find somebody else. Or do you think it's just like she's the connecting factor between the mortal world and Halloween Town?
2: I think at that point, she had exhausted all of her friends who could help. Mm. And she knows that the Cromwells are the strongest witches. And so she's like, the only way I can defeat this evil is with more Cromwells. Mm. And also it gives her a good excuse to go visit the family and also be like, hey... While I'm here, I can take Marnie back and train her.
1: Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, all right. So once they get to Halloween Town, like when you were a kid and now as an adult, like what was your first impressions of Halloween Town, like as as a place? Like, do you feel like when you were a kid, you're just like, whoa, and then as an adult, you're you're pointing out all the weird stuff about it that doesn't always make sense to you, or do you feel like no matter what, when you get transported there, you're like yeah i love it
2: yeah as a kid i loved it i still love it i like movies where like you get to see the cool place Mm -hmm. um but also as an adult i realized that there were some characters that i was like are these really halloween characters like there's one like there's like a cat person
0: yeah and like a And, uh, and like, there's like a lizard face guy, but his arms are completely normal. Like very Caucasian man arms. Just his head is changed.
2: Yeah. And I'm (laughs) like, are these like these Halloween specific characters? Or are these just like weird? Well,
0: that's actually one of my, one of my favorite things in like Halloween episodes and movies taking place on Halloween. Like the movie Halloween is, um, It's so unbelievable what they portray as Halloween, because our Halloween is like all licensed characters that can't appear on screen in a movie. So it ends up being like, oh, wow, there's so many nurses and doctors and like like general (laughs) monsters, but no Frankenstein. No, you know. Yeah. So that's how I felt about Halloween Town for sure was like, look at all these general, I guess, kind of in that vicinity monsters. Yeah. But
1: I do wonder how much of that is when I was doing my research. It turns out that uh, the director said the budget was initially between 20 to 30 mil and that it got oh. slashed to four million. so how much of it was they were like, yeah, we're going to have cool costumes and name name brand costumes. Let me put it that way. We'll have a Batman in the background and we'll have a guy dressed up as as a Frankenstein. And then it just becomes all right. We need a a costume. What do we got? Yeah, you're just running out of money at that point. Uh, And they shot it in like 24 days. So instead of hiring, they had to like, I'm sure they had to reuse extras in various roles and just be like, okay, we got three weeks. Everybody swap uh, masks, swap heads. Swap. uh, What the hell am I trying to say? Like those rubbery masks. Yeah. yeah, Rubber monster masks. Like, okay, everybody hand one to the right and we're gonna throw some paint on you and now you're a different monster. Okay, go. (laughs)
2: Yeah, they all were like masky too. Yes. Didn't look very real, but oh well.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just sometimes you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit more. And I had to say, OK, those are monsters. Yeah, <laughs> apparently
2: that's a jazzer-sized cat who is a monster.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the
2: <laughs> the
1: gym- monster is how offbeat they are. Yeah. They're dancing on the ones and threes. Yeah. My God.
2: Uh. <laughs> the cat is a little passive aggressive to the dog person. Um, you've seen that scene? They're at the gym, and the cat is instructing the like jazzercise class, and she's like, "Come on, you dog!" I don't think she says that, but like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something similar. <laughs> there was
0: probably, you know, uh, when they cut the budget, they probably cut the sub, the romantic love story subplot between the cat and the dog. Aww.
1: So cute. What do you we think that subplot was like? What like if we, you know, if Disney has just given us a hundred thousand dollars to write that scene and and film it and throw it into a director's cut version. I don't know why they gave it to us, but they did. So, uh, what do we think that scene looks
0: like? I think, uh, I think, um, I think you're uh, underselling Rachel here. I think Rachel has is exactly who Disney should go to for <laughs> for anything like that. True. True. <laughs>
1: Well, what's the scene that you have ready to go for them when they come to you?
2: (laughs) Okay. Well, um, at this point, Marnie is going to the gym to get sweat from a ghost, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And she stumbles into this jazzercise class, but um, they're on a water break, right? And the dog is like, man, I just can't get that cat's attention, and then she's like, "Well, maybe it's because you're offbeat." And then she uh, works with the dog on the side during the water break, all a uh, like dirty dancing style to <laughs> get a routine down. And then he totally nails it when they come back from break, and the cat falls in love. And then Marty's like, "Okay, now where's the sauna?" And they're like, "Oh, it's over there." And then that's when she goes. So it's just like a little scene. And then uh, we can see them at the end when everyone in town is like, oh, Calabar. And then we see them holding hands and we're like, oh, look, they're together.
1: Do we think that there was like a date scene in between? Like he took her out. We got to see the first date.
2: Oh, yeah. Maybe when Marnie is flying on her broom. Mm-hmm. Well, this would be earlier in the movie. So it doesn't make sense. But um uh, maybe there's another scene when Marnie is flying around on her broom, right? Mm-hmm. And she flies by, and the cat and the dog are having a little ice cream together. Aww. Yeah.
1: And they're just, like, both looking at from the same side.
2: Yeah, they're both... It's like a bowl. Like, yeah. And they're... Like, you know? Yeah, like
1: a Lady in the Tramp thing, but yeah. dairy yeah. instead of spaghetti.
2: <laughs> and their masks are getting all dirty. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love it. Sold Yay. Greenlit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. So let's get into <laughs> Calabar a little bit. Okay. The mayor of Halloween Town. Which yeah. is different from the other like Halloween mayor from Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. So like it had already been established. There's a world in which there is a Halloween-esque city, town, township what have you, and they have a mayor. And this is a different type, different township. Same holiday, different mayor. Um, yeah. Any similarities and differences that you'd like to point out between these two?
2: Um, in the Nightmare Before Christmas Halloween town, everyone there makes sense to the theme of Halloween. <laughs> um, <laughs> And it seems spooky, whereas whereas I feel like Halloween Town in Halloween Town is trying to convey a whole, like, we're just a small town with, you know, Halloween people here Mm -hmm. living our best lives. Like a Gilmore Girls Halloween Town.
1: Mm. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's good. I like that. I feel
2: like. (laughs) <laughs> in the disney universe the nightmare before christmas one is more canon
1: mhm yeah okay. he gets used more in like publicity yeah yeah, yeah. than calabar yeah. um uh yeah i i find it very funny whenever any fictional thing comes up with a mayor because it implies that there is a government and like elections, and that at some point, this guy had to go around, uh, stomping on doors. What's the word? Stumping, not stomping, stumping, <laughs> doing like press conferences and whatnot. Like, it just always cracks me up to think about the logistics of having a mayor in a make believe situation. What do you guys think?
2: I feel like in this case, he probably just gave everyone like a lollipop
0: and was the only one running mm, on a post. That's, that's the story. And forgive me, I haven't seen the other three Halloween Town movies. <laughs> that's the story I want is is more of like the small town political like Parks and Rec, but in Halloween Town. I want to fi- mm-hmm. I want to know about the election. I want to know what the issues are. What platforms are these people running on? Who did Cala Calabar? run against, you know, right. um, Pretty
1: to defeat.
0: We barely scratched the surface, I think.
1: Yeah. Honestly, Steve, I'm not even kidding when I say a, a <laughs> Halloween town, but uh, it's like a Star's Hollow where you have to follow the town as a pilot. Is that a bad idea?
2: Yeah, I would buy. That could be a Disney Plus series. Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah. Hey, mm. if anyone from Disney Plus is listening, Yes. Email me directly. Don't go through (laughs) the pod email. Do not do. Why do you know that? Yeah. Pod
1: at gmail.com. Don't use it. Just email Steve.
0: You can send a why do you know that pod at gmail.com. But then in the subject, put all caps for Steve.
1: Yes. Um, And we'll know what it means. Yeah. I'll know not to look at it. I'm I'm not yeah. about to step on Steve's Street. No, here. she's not
0: going to look at my. Email. <laughs> she's not <laughs> going to open my private email sent to the shared Gmail. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Um. Yeah, because I mean, we like you've got the the cab driver Benny, this like skeleton oh, guy. <laughs> <Benny>. <laughs> you had a reaction. <laughs> You're like, oh, Benny. You want yeah. You want You want to talk about Benny for a sec?
2: <laughs> Uh I mean I feel like he's supposed to be he was he was- I feel like he's that character that was for the kids, but as you mm-hmm. get older you find him annoying.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But
2: I don't know. Yeah, he shows up in all of the movies, but I feel like in all the movies he's like different.
1: Wait, what does he show up like in the others?
2: Uh well in Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge uh the whole town turns to gray and everyone turns into like their mortal realm equivalent. So they're boring and he's just like a, a normal person mm-hmm. and he's not a skeleton anymore. And then um, I don't think he, I actually don't think he's in ha- Halloween town high. Cause that takes place in the mortal realm. And then in return to Halloween town, he comes back cause he drives uh Marnie to college.
1: Yeah. Uh in real life, is actually a robot. Skeleton a robot. robot. Not an actor dressed as a skeleton and not digitized, apparently. So oh. Well that's uh, where all the
2: millions went.
1: Yeah. The actor dubbed their lines after filming, so they worked with a robot. And uh apparently one person working on it said, I'll always remember the r-r sound it made, which is Really cracks me up that that's, the. I mean, obviously be the thing that you would remember from working on it. If you're just on a set 14 hours a day, of course, you're going to remember if this thing is going to, but like, it just cracks you up that that's the quote they
2: gave. <laughs> I'll always remember the uh, sound. <laughs> well, just imagine that you had him as a cab driver. It would be kind of annoying, right? Okay. Yeah, he he's my
1: worst nightmare because I already like if if and when I have to use a ride share, which I really infrequently use, um, I am already like, please, I don't want to talk. Yeah, I just want to sit in the back. I want to enjoy a quiet ride. This is this is also applies to if I'm visiting New York and have to take a cab. This applies to to buses. This applies to anything. If somebody else is driving me, I don't want to talk. I just want to sit in the car. And be taken to my location without having to interact. And Benny seems like the guy who's like, let's interact in the yeah. hopes of a bigger tip.
2: Well, he's the guy who's practicing his stand-up set for you. And you're like, ha, ha ha. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And it's like, Benny, just go to the open mics, okay? That's how you're gonna get a tight <laughs> five. It's not by driving passengers around, it's by putting in the work. <laughs> and that work is showing up somewhere at 4 p.m. or 1130 at night. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Benny. I know. Poor Benny. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard out there. It's hard when you're trying to break in. And I'm sure he's just like a big skeleton kid with dreams. Yeah. Of being like, I want to be Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> I want to date a 17-year-old when I'm 34. Oh, <laughs> <no. laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um. Uh, But (laughs) uh, uh, there's something there's something about Benny that I can see definitely as an adult just being like, or like if your kids are watching this, you might be going, oh, yeah, that movie with the skeleton who drives the cab that annoys the shit out of me.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Just know that that skeleton is actually a robot.
2: Wow. That's a fun fact.
0: I wish they had more money. I would have liked more stuff like Benny, like my ideal version of Halloween. This is a very subdued Halloween town. This is a very, um, uh, the budget, like Halloween town, at least in the first one feels like we had a couple hundred dollars to go to Joanne fabrics, um, and hobby lobby. And I would have loved more Benny stuff. I would have loved more wacky, um things that aren't just clearly extras in costumes
2: yeah yeah
0: i would have liked to be uh, overstimulated by all of the shenanigans of this town
2: yeah but i do like being in the town i feel like as the movies they kept having movies they did get more money but instead of doing like fun town specific fun things like a wacky cab driver they did like let's do CGI magic, and it's like I don't like
0: oh.
2: that as much.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. because also I'm sure that that doesn't hold. It doesn't hold up as well now to watch yeah, no. CGI magic from 2004.
2: Yeah, no, <laughs> no.
1: Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I I'm with you, Steve. Like I would like to have seen more practical effects. But again, it's it's a money thing. I can kind of understand from Disney's point of view, especially if there's one of the early Disney Channel films, why they're not just going to like throw money at it because it's an unproven thing. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I'm like, well, sometimes it takes money to make money. Uh That said, apparently there was an NBC version of the <sighs> film because it was supposed to be for NBC, not Disney Channel, and they passed on it. But that version before it was picked up by Disney Channel um, was actually apparently a lot darker and one of the screenwriters said there was this uh scene where they were traveling at night through halloween town and it got very scary and they had to like spend two weeks just like rewriting the whole thing to make it a little bit more family friendly and uh suitable for the budget
2: wow i would like it to be scarier yeah yeah do you think kids could handle that I don't know. One of my favorite Halloween Disney Channel original movie is actually don't look under the bed. And that mm-hmm. one was so scary that they didn't air it for years.
1: Mm um, OK, so when Marty's going to start witch training, she mm-hmm. has to take care of the bad thing first. This is Agatha. So your grandma says, hold on, I'm going to train you to be a witch. I just got to take care of something. And um, she shows her kids in that cauldron. There's like this um, th- this thing that comes out of the cauldron, right? And she has to activate Merlin's talisman, yeah, to defeat this evil. Um, if your grandma did that, how do you feel like you'd react?
2: Um, I'd be like, okay, grandma,
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's get you to be- It's just the meme. Netflix used to have DVDs okay grandma let's get you to bed
2: (laughs) but I do think that her her uh, microwave is really funny the buttons Hmm. are like double or no it's toil and bubble or something like that so you're like double toil trouble yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) yeah it's definitely a case of like and I think there's there's so many things where like when you map on one world into the the normal everyday world that people are kind of used to at that time, you tend to pull from historically what would make sense. Like you look at the cars universe, I think is a great example of this, where it's like, he's like, is that a tattoo or whatever? And it's like, it's just what would be a bumper sticker. Yeah.
2: Uh, And and the the universe is insane because those cars have tongues.
1: Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. and then, So like, what are those for? What are they using them for? Like, yeah. wh- what's that about when they race each other? They're doing it for their own pleasure in their own universe. Like yeah. what? How did they work? What do you mean they have jobs? Why is there also, media?
2: There's kids, but do cars grow into bigger cars?
1: And when one car gets into the I, I must have brought this up on the podcast before, but I still do not understand why. Uh, one car can get inside of a truck. And it's essentially nice like if a child could s- slip inside to my stomach.
2: Yeah,
1: it is like a kangaroo-esque situation. And I don't I don't care for it. I don't approve of it. I don't know why they do it.
0: You got to supposed- suspend your disbelief, Nadia. This is Halloween <laughs> Town. This isn't
1: <laughs>
0: this isn't Love Island. This isn't a reality show.
1: Those things that are witches. 100% real. Uh, yes. No, you're right. You're right. It's just that's why sci
0: fi uh, is the best genre to write is because you can just be like, no, that just happens because yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. because that happens <laughs> in this reality.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think with fantasy type realities. Um, you can often point out weird inconsistencies or like, well, how come you can do this? Because it's often existing side by side with the real world. Whereas to your point, Steve, in the in sci-fi world, it's just like, nah, it's just on that planet. That happens. End of story. Anyway, uh, everyone in Star Trek can breathe on another planet without having to worry about it. It's just how it is. And they all look like Griffith Park. Yeah. Every time they go to a different planet, it just somehow looks like Griffith Park in LA. It's real weird. Uh, <laughs> um, Also, what's up with the goblin? Oh, uh,
2: Luke. Is that Mm -hmm. his name?
1: Yes. (laughs)
2: He, you know, he grew up a goblin and he wanted to be hot. And when someone offered to make him hot, he's like, "Okay." you know, you often (laughs) see it. You have to see it in L.A., you know?
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, that's the most relatable character. It's like, yeah. who has not gone? Man, I I look like this and I want to look like this.
2: Yeah. Also, isn't it, the actor's name is like Eric Van Dyke or something like that? Yes. He Philip also, Philip Van Dyke, Philip Van Dyke. That's it. He was the voice of Hey Arnold on Hey Arnold. too. Oh, wow. At one point, because there's multiple ones. Um, but yeah, he's He's cute (laughs) there.
1: There was a time where that guy was was the guy for kids television.
2: Yeah. Uh, Where is he now? hmm. I don't want to look him up because I'm usually disappointed.
1: All right. We're not going to find out then.
0: Um, Sorry. The the Um, mayor Calabar was on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, and and the mom was April O'Neil in the first Ninja Turtles movie.
2: Yeah. Um, So,
0: you know, everybody's made it out of Halloween Town.
2: Yeah. Also, (laughs) so in the second one is Calabar's Revenge, but it's not Calabar Calabar. It's his son, Calabar. And Marnie, Kimberly J. Brown, and that actor, they reunited years later, and now they're dating. (sighs) Yeah. Wow. They're very cute together. Um, she has like an Etsy shop full of Halloween town stuff.
0: Oh, uh, own it, you know?
2: Yeah, she owns it. She's on TikTok.
0: It's like Did Bette she? Midler with Hocus Pocus around Halloween. It's like, we remember Bette Midler. We know about <laughs> this movie and we know you were in it and we know you liked it.
1: yeah. <laughs> Uh speaking of owning it the town uh in Oregon where it was filmed St Helens really owns it like yeah. they they really get into the spirit of it and they're like yeah man where are where Halloween town was filmed and they celebrate a spirit of Halloween town festival from mid September through Halloween
2: Yeah that's where um that's where Marnie Oh, Kimberly J. Brown and that actor dude reunited because they were both like special guests one year, and they were like, Hey, oh, wow.
1: you're,
2: you're cute now. And yeah, she, you
1: wanna you wanna come to my bed now. and breakfast?
2: Yeah. <laughs> and now they're dating. That's so cute. Yeah.
1: Uh there is an actual bed and breakfast overlooking St. Helens, which is uh the filming location for grandma's house. Oh. Uh, or I guess where she's staying.
2: I do want to go. Called Knob
1: Hill Riverview. <gasps> mm. the Reserve a room.
2: Wow. Uh, yeah, there's places I want to go. I want to go there. I want to go um, see all the Hocus Pocus locations. Mm-hmm. And then I want to also go to Utah to see all the high school musical locations.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: there, where was... Hold on.
0: High one. school musical was in Utah?
2: think so, yeah. I think it was either, yeah. I think
1: a lot of uh, Disney Channel stuff is shot in other states besides California.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I'm thinking about Zac Afron on the golf club or on the golf course. And yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely a Utah. He's in, they're very much in Utah. Okay. Wow. I learned something.
1: Yeah. Um, so going back to the film itself, uh, how would you feel if you found out that? Well, I'm I'm really referring to the fact that Calabar, mm-hmm. our our favorite mayor, used to date um, Gwen. Yeah. How would you feel as an adult finding out that? Like, oh yeah. I used to date somebody from my small town and then they became the mayor of that small town. And then you like run into them again. Like, do you feel like that scene should be more awkward, awkward enough? Like do they, do they play it right.
2: Yeah. To me, before we find out that he's evil, uh, it feels like a Chris, a Hallmark Christmas movie. You know, you come back to your hometown and you find out that your high school boyfriend is now the mayor and you're like, oh, my gosh, we should reconnect. But instead of finding the uh, he helping you uh, her find the true meaning of Christmas, he helps her find the true meaning of Halloween. Yeah. And it's
1: it's. There's something about the fact that when you find out that your ex is evil and that your ex has been doing some evil ass shit. Because yeah. you chose to break up with them and marry somebody else, it just says a lot about Calabar as a as a as a Halloween Town mayor. Frankly, yeah. you know, and it also points out a very valuable lesson, which is don't trust anybody in government. Mm-hmm. Just don't. Like they they will disappoint you. Everybody in a position of higher power in a uh, some sort of anybody who's running for an election will disappoint you at some point. It's fine. That's how it works. Sometimes they turn out to be evil and they're like, you know, fucking up their own town. On purpose. Sometimes it's like that.
0: I mean, it really is. Uh, Halloween Town. Really is an allegory for all American politics.
1: Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You've heard of our town which is an allegory for small town America. have you heard of Halloween town, which might as well be called all the president's men? (laughs) Um, There's also the fact that the kids have to get these weird ingredients. Yeah. Um, And the one that freaks me out the most is they have to get the sweat of a ghost.
2: Yeah. Um, This is actually my favorite part because I like shopping. Uh there's something I just realized. Wait, does Grandma Aggie live in the town? I think she lives like right outside the town. Okay, so her place is right outside. And
1: she only visits on a Halloween. Ugh. Yeah. That's going to mess those kids up, right? Like those kids are going to have to go to some kind of therapy.
2: Well, the we find out that the portal is only open on Halloween. True. So she can't really go any other time of the year. But she can't write letters. No.
1: Oh. Okay. All right.
2: I mean, later they like th- they have things where she can like communicate between realms or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's not established in this one. That's the thing. That's the one problem about Halloween Town. The the whole the four movies is that uh, the logic changes. And it's like things that weren't available in the first movie are available in the second movie and the third movie and the fourth movie. Things change. So you're like, well, what is this universe? What? What do you?
0: That's frustrating. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, what for you, Rachel, is the most frustrated or the most like makes you go, hold on just a second here as far as those logic changes go.
2: Uh, Well, the one that is like uh, the one that everyone gets mad about is in the fourth movie. Uh, It's Sarah Paxton instead of Kimberly J. Brown as Marty Piper. Mm -hmm. That's the most offensive one. Also, like the town of Halloween Town changes like this. This movie is like you get to see most of the town, but then you don't ever see Halloween Town again. Really?
0: I hate that. That's my biggest pet peeve. It happens in so many movies like I never saw the Smurfs movie, but I know that it takes place in New York because Neil Patrick Harris like opened a portal to Smurf village. And it's like, I don't want to see Smurfs in my reality. I want to see Smurf village. I want to see the Smurfs in their element. I don't know enough about Smurfs to care what they think about when they're on the subway. I want to see them in the little mushroom houses. I want to see them at Gargamel's castle. Yeah. So, so I I when I found out that they don't really go to Halloween town that much more, I was very. It's a a mistake. I'm sorry. Also, I'm going to (laughs) say it's a mistake. It's a mistake. I'm sorry. Sorry to everyone involved. It's a mistake.
2: It was like they missed the point of what was great about Halloween town. I like the town. They do go back to it in Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge, but they spend most of it inside one house.
0: Mm. No. Yeah, that's budget the same issues. Thing.
2: Yeah,
1: it's definitely a case of like. The thing that we like that's in the title Halloween town. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that we should be focusing on. And instead, you're like, what if we did a Halloween world? And it's like, well, c- c- sure, but then call it Halloween world. Have it be a totally different thing instead of the small town and everybody loves a small town vibe. Yeah. People want to be in those situations. It's why people go (laughs) on these like foliage tours through the East coast and whatnot. Like you want to feel all cozy in a bed and breakfast, looking at leaves in the fall and being like, oh gosh, what if I, what if I lived in this town of 1000 people where everybody's up in everybody's business all the time? Like there's a quaintness to that. And you're going to Add Halloween to that, and then take the whole thing away from us. no, thank you. Good uh, <laughs> um, uh, something that I uh, found out is that the idea of Halloween town was just basically uh, made by uh, one of the kids of uh, one of the creators saying, "Where do all the creatures from Halloween go for the rest of the year when it's not Halloween?"
2: oh and that is town
0: yeah that sounds like a joke that (laughs) sounds like a that sounds like a why did the chicken cross the road level kind of joke like where do halloween (laughs) goblins go halloween town yeah (laughs) (laughs) that happens when you let your kids decide
1: steve is unimpressed
0: (laughs) it's it's the same as when um Jeffrey Katzenberg takes credit for the Lion King because he's like, Oh, yeah, I went in and I said, I want a movie about a dad and a son (laughs) with animals.
2: No, we don't talk about Jeffrey Katzenberg. If you ever I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a documentary called Waking Sleeping Beauty about like the 90s animation, Disney animation. And it does make Jeffrey Katzenberg look like an asshole. So.
1: Yeah, also the book uh, Disney War. By uh yeah. what's his name? James Stewart, I think is the author's name. Uh that goes sort of into the Eisner versus Katzenberg of it all of them both being on the same side and then eventually splitting throughout the 90s. And it's it's a long one, but if you love an audiobook, it's a great one. Ooh. And it also definitely paints Katzenberg as uh as <laughs> as the kind of dude who shows up and says, I want a movie about a dad and a son and make them <laughs> animals and yeah. then comes back two years later and says, I did it. I yeah. made a film. Uh, <laughs>
2: please hire us. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, I, you know, what? <laughs> if I don't ever get hired by anyone because the only person that offered me a job was Jeffrey Katzenberg, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loyal to my Disney
1: yeah, no. <laughs> Speaking of jobs, being on the job. uh, So they take out those brooms. Yeah. For a ride. And uh, apparently, similar to Hocus Pocus, they had to climb up a ladder, sit on a fake broom on a blue screen, and then act as they're flying through the air. And apparently it was, uh, it was very taxing because I can yeah. imagine just sort of like you're stuck up there and it's a little. There's just less going on in the late 90s, mid to late 90s, as far as like uh, uh, I don't know if they I'm sure it was safe, but like, yeah, there wasn't as much CGI. There was there's uh there wasn't mocap really. It, was, there was, it didn't make it easier for them to like pretend to be flying A broom, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah. Well, was Debbie Reynolds? She was never Peter Pan, was she?
1: No, okay, I don't cause, think so. Because, you know, then Question, she would have been
0: she would have been used to it.
1: Right. No, I don't think but, uh, so. I'm thinking no. of um
0: Mary Martin and Kathy Rigby.
1: Yes. Yes. That's what I'm thinking of. But she would have been great. Mm. Ah, she would have been an excellent Peter Pan.
0: Yeah, especially
1: in the 50s, like right post singing in the rain. If they had done yeah. a Peter Pan movie. Ah, would have been fantastic. Um,
0: I'm going to tell you something. Uh, mid 2000s, Debbie Reynolds. I'd watch that Peter Pan, too. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, I'd watch Debbie Reynolds any day of the week. She's fantastic.
2: She's hilarious. Also, I think she wears that same costume in all of the movies because she probably kept it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And turns out that she brought her daughter, Carrie Fisher, to set. And and, um, so then the kids got to meet their daughter, who they knew as Princess Leia. Wow.
2: Which is very
1: nice of her and Carrie, for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. Love them both, love them both, love them both to the moon and back. Uh, yeah. They. Yeah, th- you know what? It wasn't just I think, Debbie, that took stuff some other actors apparently took mementos on set because uh, most of the stars were in at least a few of the movies. So yeah, J. Paul Zimmerman, who plays Dylan, took some of the clothes and um, uh, the girl who plays Marnie took Calabar's bat and her broom. And a couple of outfits, um, which is like, I, whenever people are like, Oh wow, you took a thing from set, I'm like, Yeah, who doesn't take things from their job? Yeah, like your stapler is from your office, or like you took snacks from your office, or whatever. And if you haven't, what are you doing? Stick it to corporate America, why don't you just yeah. take a pencil? It's fine, No nobody's gonna miss it.
2: But the Disney archives are gonna come after you. <laughs>
1: Like, don't you understand? We could charge fans $500 three weeks out of the year to go stare at Marnie's broom. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know what? I guess maybe it is. It does say something that they did this under Disney's nose of all the companies. Wow.
2: Disney loves keeping things. They're hoarders. They really are. Yeah, they really
0: are. Um, I love the idea, though, that like this company known for like really holding on to everything was like, Halloween Town, Uh, (laughs) I can have it.
1: it. Yeah, they're at once hoarders. And also the same people that will be like, how do I describe this? They're the kind of hoarders that Marie Kondo once every five years. And then they just throw everything in an alley like they don't ask. They don't call around going, does anybody want this? They don't post it on Facebook or anything. They don't auction stuff off. They're just like, "Uh, here's part of a roller coaster clunk. And it's just like sitting in a garbage dumpster.
0: Don't worry. Someone's going to find it. Someone's going to find it. It's going to be in a museum in an old Joanne fabrics by the end of next year. Someone's going to find it. We don't have to go sell it. We don't have to donate it.
1: It's just very funny to me how much they will hold on to things and then just be like, eh, trash, eh, trash. People buy that stuff. I know. You'd think that they would, uh, try to you they try to be a little less evil a little more good and maybe go like you know what let's have people buy this and instead of using that money for our own money instead of an upcharge of some kind let's just like i don't know um auction things off for charity that kind of thing i don't know yeah disney you guys could stand to just like loosen the purse strings a little you know what i mean like to, you you make so much money every year you you can you can make a little less it's okay
2: It's okay. No one's going to be mad. We need to open another park. (laughs) They do have plans for another park.
1: Do they? In Orlando, I assume?
2: I think there was, well, no, I think it was like a hotel. Maybe it was a park here, but there was like something about like a park here. And everyone was upset because they announced it like during the pandemic right after they laid off like everyone. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Also, also, a thing they love to do besides hoarding is announcing bad, announcing uh, weird news and bad timing. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, they right. Yeah, they also right after they announced how many layoffs they had to um, perform, they were also the other side of the company was announcing like three billion dollars going into production for Disney Plus originals, and it's like we, you're the same company, like. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it all eventually goes up to the same, well, Disney Vault wink of money.
2: When I I worked there, they were like, "Well, it's different. Parks is very different from television from the future. They don't Uh talk, you know." So when
1: I worked there, they said the same shit, and I'm like, "You know what I want? I want my union dues back." If that's how you're gonna see it, yeah,
2: it's very different, you know. It's like different family members. You don't talk to everyone in your family all the time, right? <laughs> but there's the
0: same CEO making the most money, and he gets to oh, count both of them.
2: I don't really <laughs> like Bob yet. He hasn't proved himself yet. Which Bob, Bob Chepker Iger? Peck.
1: Okay, Iger,
2: I love. <laughs> Interesting. I would. I would stand in front of a, a bullet. <laughs> Jeez. Probably, probably ah. not, but you know, I don't know him, but you know, I do love him. I feel like he is a sweet man. I've never met him, but seems great. Uh- <laughs> I feel
0: like Chapek is being kind of a dick about the Scarlett Johansson lawsuit. Yeah. Um, I think that I was just reading something where I was like, oh, he's kind of being a dick. I don't remember if it was about that, but I think it was.
2: Yeah. Well, JPEG looks like a dick, right? Whereas Iger looks like a sweet old man, right? So. I also
0: I also blame him for the Jungle Cruise movie, which I hate it.
2: Oh, I haven't seen Uh, it yet. I'm not paying for that premium and I'm not going anywhere. I'm lazy. So, (laughs) Um, in comparing Halloween
1: Town to the other Halloween Town movies, do you feel like the first one is the best or do you prefer one of the other ones? Which I know we're not really going into super deep today, but like we got to talk about them because they're part of the series.
2: Um, I think Halloween Town is the best because it's the OG and you get to see most of Halloween Town. Uh, But I do actually kind of like Calabar's Revenge the the second one but just because that one also has like a nostalgia thing because to it but yeah i don't know the first one is the best one
1: yeah um yeah i think we can i mean that's that tends to be what it is generally i feel like and that's also seems to be what critics did because when you look at there's not that many critic reviews on ron tomatoes but uh generally they're like Debbie Reynolds, wonderful, sharp performances, entertaining writing, witchy fun, a pinch of fright of oh, one of those people. It. Uh, witchy <laughs> that, fun, That kind witchy of thing,
0: fun, a, da-
1: a dash of spirit. You know, when <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're going to make it a cooking thing, um, it's a it's a movie that captures the spirit of a holiday designed for kids, it's sweet and fun. Uh, but too much could give you a stomach ache. So oh. it seems like it's it it falls into that camp. But it, it is a it is a I feel like it's had a resurgence in the last few years as like a nostalgic favorite yeah. that people really love. Halloween Town, like it. Uh, you don't really hear things about it that make you go like, ugh, that movie. Like this is generally a a well thought of little romp, little kids romp,
2: right? Yeah.
1: Have you ever heard anybody where you tell them, like, you love this movie, you've seen it a ton, and they, like, rag on it? Or you feel like everybody you've talked to likes it?
2: No, pretty much everyone who watched it as a kid loves it. So, I mean, when we covered it in Inside the Disney Vault, Oscar hated it. But (laughs) Oscar always hates good things, you know? And he he loved Can of Worms, which is garbage. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't always trust his opinion on things. right.
1: Right. Um, My favorite (laughs) thing to do with a film like this is to look at commonsensemedia.org and see what the parents have to say, because there's what we had to say as kids. And then there's what the parents have to say. And the worst review is that it is terrifying. It's a terrifying movie for young ones. Oh, And not for little girls. This was way too scary for my (laughs) six year old little girl. She was watching it at a movie night event and left in tears. She was terrified by one of the scary characters had trouble sleeping. My nine year old son watched it to the end and was not bothered at all. So six year old might be young. Nine year old seems fine. Yeah, Uh,
2: (laughs) Calabar's creepy face is pretty creepy.
1: Uh, And then somebody else is just says, uh, best Halloween movie ever. And they're like, okay, the grandma is amazing and funny. And it's played by the wonderful late Debbie Reynolds. And the characters are fun and interesting. And you get to know them. The magic is amazing. And the fun little spells this movie is by far the best Halloween movie now. It is isn't scary, but very young kids or kids who get scared might easily get scared by this, but not much. This movie is so good. And if you don't watch it, you're missing out. And this is all said without
0: any punctuation. Oh, wow. (sighs) Well, yeah, they're in a hurry to finish that review so they can get back to watching Halloween Town. You know, when you start a movie and it's so good, you got to go write your review so that you can uh, make sure everyone knows how good it is before you even finish it. That person was just (laughs) like, oh, my God, I got to get. They saw Benny and they were like, the world needs to know. (laughs) They need to go fast.
1: Uh, There's also a kids review section for this film. And so some things that kids and teens have said. Uh, Love this movie. Watch it every time it's on TV. I laughed is one review, <laughs> which I feel like should be on every movie poster. I laughed. <laughs> Simple to the point. lets you know, uh, I love to watch this movie on Halloween. It's so awesome. But I have to I'm admit the scarecrow is really creepy. Yeah. So another warning. Uh, yeah. And then that made, I was like, scarecrow. Uh, I don't know what they're referring to exactly uh also i
0: bet i bet a solid 30 percent of these reviews they saw a different movie and then just assumed it was halloween town like i thought i was watching like i was thinking about mostly ghostly i'm sure i'm sure there's a solid chunk of people that are reviewing mostly ghostly and thinking it's halloween town and vice versa and hocus pocus
1: yeah uh another person, 10 years old, says, Great movie. Also, a nice message. If you try hard enough, it will always be possible.
2: Sure. <laughs> okay.
1: And then one 10-year-old just gave it a one-star review and wrote, and I quote,
0: I don't like the idea of ten year olds going onto the internet to to comp- to re- review movies. Yeah, that is that needs to, that behavior needs to be stopped. That child needs to be
2: <laughs>
0: that child needs to be put somewhere.
1: <laughs> Rachel, what would you say to somebody who has never seen Halloween Town if they're like, "I don't watch Disney Channel ritual movies," or if they're like. You know why would I? Why would I watch something filmed in Oregon? <laughs> why would I watch something with three sequels after it? This is a kids' film. What would you tell somebody who's like maybe giving you shit for Halloween Town
2: I'd to say, convince them to see it? Oh, to convince them to see it because <laughs> I was gonna say shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd say uh, yeah, it's a fun time. Uh, just go in go in. Thinking, hey, this is a Disney Channel original movie. It's not going to be an Academy Award winning movie. It's just fun. And if you hate it, don't tell me.
1: (laughs) Rachel Chapman, thank you so much for coming on. Why do you know that?
2: Why do I know that? (laughs) Thank you for having me.
1: Is there anything that you would like to plug at this time?
2: Um yeah, I have uh, all those podcasts inside the Disney Vault. You've got Hanks, but I also have another one. This uh, I need to talk TikTok where I talk about TikTok. <laughs> um and you can follow me online at Lady Tom Hanks. Go follow me on TikTok because I'm trying to be the next Charlie D'Amelio. <laughs> uh
1: I I I did TikTok for like maybe three weeks. And then I was like, I don't have, I can't, I don't have the energy. I'm too no. old now. It's- but I admire everybody who do- does have the energy uh, and is able to keep up with it. So t- to all of you TikTokers, I salute you. <laughs> it does for look sure. more fun than other apps. <laughs> it's just like, I'm like, I got to learn another thing. Oh. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I got rid of everything I knew about Facebook. Mm. And I replaced that with TikTok.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. So now you're an Now it's another thing you're an expert in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: So I uh, just take one out, put one back in.
1: Are you gonna have any Halloween town or or Halloween stuff on the TikTok?
2: Um, actually last year there was a um a mashup of the Halloween town sound, like the sound, the theme song where it's like boop, 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 boop. boop. I'm not doing a good job with uh, WAP I think it was Mm. so it was like (laughs) the um, gobble me swallow me part Mm -hmm. together and there was a dance to that on TikTok and so I did that dressed as a witch ooh fun yeah and it got like 5 likes
1: (laughs) hey everybody thanks for listening if you like what you heard tell everyone you know every way you know how Remember to subscribe, rate, and review, and be sure to go back and listen to our older episodes if you missed them. We talked about some weird stuff. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at WhyDoYouKnowThatPod, or on Twitter at WhyDoYouKnowPod. They're different. And if you've got questions, comments, concerns, whatever, be sure to email us at WhyDoYouKnowThatPod at gmail.com. Let's do this again sometime.